3: What is up, Bachelor? Happy hour. The time has come. We are here. We have seen the finale. We saw everything that went down in Iceland. And it is crazy, but Clayton's season has officially come to an end.
1: Becca, you and I, I know, have so much to say, so much to talk about this episode. And we also have so many questions for our amazing guest
3: today. Yes, we do. And if you couldn't have already guessed, we of course had to bring on the man himself. So we will have Clayton on here very shortly. And if you didn't watch the finale, you missed out because he is back with Susie, which was interesting for Serena and I, because I got to start this podcast by saying, I'm going to timestamp us a little bit. We are recording Prior to the live finale, the last thing we saw was basically the breakup between Susan and Clayton and her leaving him in Iceland. But we weren't at the finale to watch it live on stage. And so with that, once we bring Clayton and Susie on, we might be re-asking, recapping some of the same stuff that was covered on stage. Apologies in advance. But we also have so much more time with the couple today that we can really dive in and get deeper, ask more questions, get... (laughs) Way more answers than what Serena and I were left with, uh, you know, watching these last two episodes. So before we bring them on, we're going to do a quick little recap, because like you just said, Serena, so much went down. It was wild. Her and I were texting while we were watching this, literally fuming. I yeah. don't think I've been this stressed out for any other relationship other than my own ever, ever,
1: no I mean I made the mistake of watching it before bed so I finished the episode at like 11 30 p.m Toronto time and I was laying in bed texting Becca and just couldn't sleep until like 2am. I was so stressed out. I had so many emotions. I had raging heartburn from just all of the emotions (laughs) I was feeling about this episode. But we have so many questions for Susie and Clayton. And I know that we're going to get to talk all about them and their relationship and their journey. So I think I would love to talk about Gabby and Rachel. On our recap right now.
3: I mean, you should see my notes right now. And I usually, like, I'll take a couple notes for each episode. I can't even begin to tell you how much I had. I picked everything apart because there was so much. And I think let's just start at the beginning of the first episode at that Mm -hmm. roast ceremony in Iceland when Susie was already gone. It was just Gabby and Rachel. Like, overall, what stuck out to you in that rose ceremony.
1: Okay. So Clayton going to the rose ceremony. I mean, we'd seen the trailers. So we kind of had an idea of what we were about to watch. So I'm already like sweating with anxiety as they enter the rose ceremony. Clayton tells the women what went down, and as much as I can see why he made that decision after Susie left because of what happened, I can see him being like, let's just bite the bullet, let's tell all the women, let's put all the cards on the table. I don't love his approach here. I think this should have been separate one-on-one conversations. And then watching like Rachel sob on the stairs and Gabby, you know, talking about how she now feels measured. I mean, it was so hard to watch.
3: Oh, difficult. And and the sad part, too, is like just to give the show some credit, that location for the rose ceremony was stunning. Stunning. The one thing that stuck out to me the most is not the not the conversation that he had where he was like, you know, I was intimate with two women. I've told both of you that I love you. It was the fact that he approached it as like, I want to be completely honest and transparent with these women and they can decide what to do if they want to accept the Rose. Great. If they don't, I respect that because him saying that didn't line up with then the fact that Gabby chose to decline the Rose and leave. And then he still kind of pulled her in. Mm -hmm. Obviously, From a show aspect, you can't just leave, like, one girl left this week standing when there's still so much. And Clayton still had relationships that he wanted to explore. But it just really made it it difficult to, you know, hear his words and line up with his actions. They didn't match up. And so I was watching that. Like, I was like, poor Gabby. Just let her go, you know? Like, let her leave if if that's what she wants.
1: I don't think Clayton knew exactly what he wanted in that moment. I think he was being very reactive. I mean, we saw him be very reactive in the conversation with Susie. Like, you could tell his emotions just completely took over. And I feel like that was kind of a lingering effect because I think he was trying to just be like, okay, well, I just want to be proactive now and just tell them everything all at once, right away, Mm -hmm. as soon as possible, to not feel the way that Susie made me feel when she left. And then I think he kind of backtracked, realizing, oh my gosh, what have I done? I don't Mm -hmm. want these women to leave, like, grasping onto it. But, I mean, there would be a lot of things I would be very upset about if I was Rachel and Gabby in the situation. But I think, personally, one of the things that would have bothered me the most is when you go into fantasy suites, that time is supposed to be private time between you and the lead. And my expectation, if I was them going into the fantasy suites, would be that that time together would be kept private Mm -hmm. so to find out like if I'm one of the women and I have been intimate with Clayton to find out that not only did he tell another woman but he disclosed it to all of the viewers as well like I'm seeing them being like my parents are watching this like like he kind of took that choice away for them and like took their Mm -hmm. privacy away in my opinion
3: totally I felt for those two women in that moment so much and and that continued like I I, you know we've all been in the position where something's uncomfortable where like whatever it might be whether it's a breakup whether it's finding out you know your partner has feelings for somebody else whatever it might be it's so difficult and what I will say is I really commend Gabby for being able to vocalize so well how she's feeling but then to also say Clayton Clayton How do you think us as women feel like put yourselves Mm -hmm. in our shoes? I know you think you're trying to do the right thing, but really take a step back and you're not being empathetic to us and putting yourselves in our shoes, which that, that sentiment continued because Mm -hmm. moving on from that rose ceremony, we get into like the real meat of the show. And Mm -hmm. it was so difficult to watch everything go down because not only did he have these two women who he is told he's falling in love with them with, you know, falling in love with them. He then had them meet his family, which is such a major milestone and so important, especially when there's only two women left to keep them around, to bring them to meet the families only to after that second family meeting, he says, Oh wait, I still love this third woman. I have to go back to her in that moment. I truly wish he would have before went back to Susie had gone to the two women he was in the relationship with to have a conversation and say, this is where my head and my heart is at. I'm potentially thinking of going to chat with Susie, but I want to be upfront and honest, like he said the whole time, and I wish he would have been much more direct at that point in time.
1: I agree 100%. It really just felt like a long snowball effect from the beginning of Fantasy fantasy Suite Week, To the end of the finale episode. And I think my biggest criticism for Clayton would be just a lack of empathy in how he has treated these women. And like, we can do our best to like see his side of things and like be like, okay, like I can understand maybe why you made that decision or like why you said this. But at the end of the day, like it just has gotten worse and worse and worse. And it's just been a roller coaster because watching that rose ceremony to then, you know, a day or two later seeing Gabby and Rachel meet the family. And you can tell they have basically like picked themselves up, been like, we're going to move forward. We're going to fight for this relationship. They are mm-hmm. confessing their love for this man, how they want a future with him to his family. Like they are back in a place of just being completely open and vulnerable to then for Clayton to realize like it was Susie And then go back and shatter them again. Like, it was unbelievably painful to watch. Like, I was almost in tears watching Rachel just sob because I just feel like everyone can relate to that feeling of heartbreak and just feeling like someone is, like, stepping on your chest. Like, that pain was so evident Mm -hmm. in both these women that I really just want to be like, Clayton, I really wish you had taken a step back like he clearly just needed more time to process and like Mm -hmm. if he had taken that like I really hope that he could have seen how his actions were going to impact all three of these women but like in this last episode specifically Rachel and Gabby
3: Mm -hmm. the hardest part to watch was the breakup that he had with both women at the same time because Mm -hmm. I'm trying to watch it as like, if these were my best friends, if these were my girlfriends, how would I want somebody to approach this? And I, I find it, and this is my personal opinion and something that I actually do want to bring up to Clayton when we have him on. I find it so disrespectful to have gone to that room with both women sitting down together and to break up with them at the same time. If he truly was falling in love with both of them, if he truly could have seen the future with both of them like he said he was he should have given each individual woman enough time enough care enough respect empathy anything alone for them to be able to process with him away from each other i felt like that moment i i i was literally cringing i i, I was like what the fuck mm-hmm. am i watching right now like i cannot believe he's doing this as like a joint breakup i feel like I don't, I, I don't even want to, like, try to think of, like, where his mindset was. I just yeah. – I truly wish in that day – the breakups are going to be hard enough. I already feel for those women because we all know what it feels like to be broken up with on the show that – well, maybe you don't. But, but I just really – wished he would have had separate time with both of them to have them ask whatever they wanted, have them say whatever they wanted, have them have enough time because that was a really shitty position to be put in and I felt so bad for both of them. And then but I will say this when when he asked to walk Gabby out and she's like no her face I was like yes girl I
1: would have been the same I would have been like are you seriously asking to walk me out right now like I would be like do you want to just walk me and Rachel out together too? throw us in the same van like
3: oh my gosh
1: like I I get he has to ask that but like I was like good for you Gabby for being like I will walk myself out to that van thank you very much but oh I just I literally felt sick watching him sit down in the room with both of them. I can't even imagine how they felt. And, like, I'm pretty sure at the rose ceremony, he and Gabby and his conversation had said, like, I see you all as individuals. Like, your relationship is special. Like, you are each different women, and I have different love for each of you. But in reality, like you said this previously, his actions and words just weren't matching up a lot throughout this episode because it's like if you truly felt that way – you would have felt a sense of duty to these women to treat each relationship individually and therefore have individual breakups with these women because they are individual people and individual relationships. Like, this is not, this is not, like... Sister wives, like they, like I right. get you're dating multiple women, but like you're not all in a relationship together.
3: Yeah, and at this point, it's not a rose ceremony where you send multiple people home. Like he had already had overnights. Like he said, he was already mm. intimate. He had already fallen in love and expressed that. Like that, that takes every relationship to a whole new level. And it just was so disrespectful. I yeah. have never seen anything like that in the show. I've honestly never felt like this watching the no. show. And and I. Like, I, I'm not even in this relationship. I shouldn't have these feelings for, uh, for relationships I'm not part of. It's just, and it's hard, you know, I'm tr- trying to stay objective here um again we will have time to chat with Clayton about it I really hope he can shed some insight as to like where his mindset was um all I have to say though is that Gabby and Rachel deserved a freaking limo filled with champagne yeah with puppies with pizza with all the carbs with like a free freaking vacation to somewhere tropical and warm I mean man I hope that now I hope now being outside of it and outside of filming, they have each other to lean on and support one another because, you know, they I'm sure have very similar feelings and emotions. Um, but it was so much and it was very heavy all throughout the entire episode up until so heavy. the the proposal that was the that
1: whole proposal. second. I mean, don't get me wrong. Part one of this finale on Monday night was Really heavy for sure. Definitely a roller coaster of emotions. Definitely a lot of twists and turns and shocking moments. Part two was truly just a total train wreck, a complete dumpster fire. I was like yeah. unbelievably emotional watching it the whole time. It was just so hard and heavy to get through.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I'm hoping that's not the case because as we've heard, the couple is together. I'm assuming they're happy. We'll have them on right now to ask all of these burning questions because we can speculate as much as we want. But I really want to hear it, as Jesse Palmer said at Wimental, from the horse's mouth. So I think with that, Serena, it's time to bring on both Clayton and Susie and see how they're doing. So without... Further ado, Bachelor Happy Hour, please welcome Clayton and Susie. All right, you two. I'm so excited to have you here because we have a lot to, to dive into. So many questions, I'm assuming so much, that transpired between the breakup. Unfortunately, I don't even want to say that because you're happy together now. But the breakup in Iceland versus now. So can you just fill us in on every that everything that transpired to get us the to where last- we are today?
1: the last thing we saw just for context is susie getting in the car and clayton standing in iceland so yes. we want every detail from that moment to now please
4: <laughs> a lot has <laughs> happened um i yeah i can say that i was the first person to reach out pretty soon after iceland and i I didn't reach out with the intentions of restarting a relationship or knowing where that conversation was going to go. But I think we both had been through a lot and we both loved each other a lot. And I just wanted to reach out and ask for one more conversation with him. And if he, if he was interested and um, we pretty much talked until we fell asleep for like, yeah, it was like five hours, our first conversation. And then every conversation since then is pretty much the same way.
0: Yeah, I remember after the first conversation, uh, at the end of it, I was like, "Should I call you tomorrow? Like, was this this five (laughs) hours and we're just done? What 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 are we doing?" And she's like, "You can call me tomorrow if you want." And uh, when she first reached out, yeah, in in the DM, she slid, slid into the DM, slid. Oh, uh, that's
3: how (laughs) they always do it.
0: And I uh, I saw I was just scrolling through my DMs because I was actually like I was still just traveling back and I'm scrolling through my DMs. And uh, all of a sudden I see her name. I was like, this has got to be some fake account trying to catch me like they're trying to already spoil the ending. <laughs> so I had to click on and I had to like do some recon and saw that the account was legitimate. And, uh, and yeah, then like she said, we just talked day after day after day. And uh, and then finally, I, I just. I think I was the one that made the push. I, I said, Hey, like, we should try to meet up. I mean, we keep talking and this is great, but like, what are we, what is this? Like, you know, are we going to try to,
1: this? <laughs> well, I
0: mean, cause I, I was trying to put a title on there. something. I was like, give me, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Susie, right
1: what now. are we? <laughs> yeah. I was
0: like, are we, what are we doing here? I mean, just, I was like, are we, we're both having fun, but like, is this just for temporary, like for whatever. So, uh, I asked her, I said, Hey, like we should try to meet back up and like, just take a weekend together and. May, we'll find out whether or not we want to continue from that point. And now we're, I guess, four months from that point. And yeah. Yeah. well,
3: how long did you did you wait to reach out? Like, was it a couple of days after Iceland? Was it a couple of weeks? Was no, it that I, night?
4: I got my phone, I called my parents, and then I slid into Clayton's DMs because, oh, I, like, boom, boom, boom. Yes, like I knew in my heart, leaving Iceland, I was like, this isn't over for me. But I also knew that, and well. I mean, to be quite honest, I was freaked out about everything. And I didn't know the capacity which I wanted Clayton in my life. I didn't, I felt like after our fantasy suite date night, I was like, why, you know, why did that like f- uh, switch flip for him where he, we went from like trying to talk things out to, um, you know, I felt like he, it kind of got turned. And I was just like, what, like, what was that? You know, like I, and we didn't really have the time or the capacity that the, ability to have all the conversations we needed to have for me to be like, okay, I want to re I want to have a relationship with you. So I knew I needed to break things off. Um, because I just, yeah, I had to let Clayton go in that moment. And I also knew, I mean, it sounds crazy to say, but I knew that there were other people in Iceland that loved him and that he loved. And I was like, if me breaking this off gives him that clarity to go be with somebody else. And like, I have to support that because I don't know if I want to be with him right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we took the we took a step back, uh, several steps back and then um it's given me a lot of clarity and I and now I feel like I really know who Clayton is and now I feel like yeah, I'm comfortable and we were comfortable taking the steps that we took to be like becoming um boyfriend girlfriend. I asked him to be my boyfriend. <laughs>
3: oh, cute. I love it. Look at you two now. Well, yeah. So, uh, I have so many questions and I know Serena does too. I like want to know what one I should ask of like where to begin, I guess. Let's take it back to the fantasy suite night, like your breakup, Mm -hmm. you know, at that moment you chose to end things and walk away because he had been intimate and did say he fell in love with two other women and it, it was too much for you. You couldn't compromise who you were, you know, that was, what changed in your mind to get to now, okay, I'm ready to be with him? Was it the fact that you knew he ended things with those other two girls? Like what was that change or that shift for you?
4: Um I think for me, I was so I I was super freaked out of the idea of leaving with Clayton and feeling like I was sharing him with somebody else or that he would second guess things. And to be honest, I, I remember going into that week, just not thinking that it was me. I had this feeling. I was like, I just don't think it's me. And I love Clayton before, you know, romantically I love him as a person. And if he has found his person through this then obviously I'm going to be happy for him because that's like the name of the game. Like Clayton is there to find love and, and it might happen, um, or it might not. But, you know, I, I was just trying to stay really like level headed of maybe, you know, maybe it's somebody else. And and I I thought that if it were me, like I was like, I want him to know by this point that it's me and I want him to protect me and to protect what we have. And I felt like I couldn't see myself leaving Iceland confident in what we had, if he had like brought those relationships to the next level. And, um, I mean, I just, I couldn't fathom him being in love with multiple women, like it everything. I was just like, how, like, how am I supposed to feel confident in what we have? And, um, yeah, I think in the discussions that we had in Iceland and then especially post Iceland, we've, yeah, we've kind of figured out what, what it is that we need from each other. And I think taking those steps back was what I needed for clarity. And, um, I also think that night when everything first kind of happened at the fantasy suite date night, I was hearing Clayton and I was like, I actually understand, like, I understand, like, I didn't think I would, but I understand what you're saying because you're telling me that you've fallen in love with multiple people. So your, your actions weren't in disregard for me, they were just in regard for those relationships. And that's to- like, that's totally fair. It was just really hard for me to wrap my head around and feel comfortable and confident in a relationship moving forward. Right.
1: Yeah. And I feel like when you're in it, it's like, like hindsight's always twenty twenty in life in general, but like, I mean, Beck and I can relate to like when you're in it, it's so all consuming. And like, it is hard to sometimes see bigger picture or like, things like you're I don't know like there's just a sense of clarity like separating yourself once you've left the show like there's just a Mm -hmm. whole other kind of clarity but I want to ask you this and Clayton I'll ask I'll ask you the same question after but looking back on that conversation with Clayton from that breakup do you have any regrets anything you wish you had done differently I mean I'm sure you wish the whole conversation had gone differently but just specifically to you and then Clayton I would love to hear your answer to that as well yeah, I think I could have done so many things differently and I, we
4: both feel that way in general um, and we both acknowledge the places that we could have done better or the places that we did good and um, for me, there's a lot of things that would have changed but specifically in during that conversation, I think I would have been like, like, why are you freaking out right now? Because I was so caught off guard and now we understand like where his mind was at. Like, he kind of thought like, oh, did you just play me to get to this point and in that moment I was like wait why are you why are you freaking out because but I didn't ask that I was just like trying to explain like this isn't you know this isn't fake this isn't fake but instead of like asking more questions to get to the bottom of what was going through his mind we just were like both in this like panic mode where we were like I was like now I'm freaked out you're freaked out like we were just going back and forth of like panic I think we both were just totally blindsided by each other and yeah I would have asked more questions and I would have just been more direct and I and I would have communicated better overall yeah
0: yeah very similar for me I wish that I would have I think the biggest thing is obviously I regret the way I handled it when I um you know became frustrated and raised my voice I you know, would have, it would have been great if I could have just taken 20 minutes and stepped aside and like taken a breather. Um, it was, you know, my head was racing and I did have these dark thoughts halfway through the interview of, you know, she's here maybe to be the next bachelorette. Uh, and this was everything that had happened previously with, uh, some of the other women kind of coming, being exposed for, uh, playing a game. And so I, I just, I let those thoughts creep in. And then that was at that point, when we were i was outside talking to jesse and she came and talked to me that was when my head started transitioning and, and you could see it in my face where she's like "Do you want to go back inside and talk and i said sure yeah i want to hear what you have to say but i got into a bad headspace at that point and uh and then from there i mean again people saw my actions and i do regret the way that i handled that uh i just was i was in disbelief and yeah and i was trying to make sense of what it was and i couldn't see her perspective um and I do see it now, but I think I kind of got into this mindset and in, 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 in that environment where uh, I I made assumptions. And that was one of my other biggest regrets. I assumed that all of the women kind of expected me to potentially be intimate, potentially fall in love with multiple women. And it's crazy to even say that and think that that would be an assumption. But I thought in this world, uh, in this environment, that's kind of a known, like we know what this week's about. And that was wrong. And as everyone saw, as I brought it up to the other women, All of them are very very frustrated and upset. And that was a big, big moment for me when I realized you made assumptions. And because of that, you couldn't have been more off. And now you have to deal with your actions that you assumed everybody was on the same page with, which nobody was.
3: Mm -hmm. I mean, I Serena and I talked about this on the podcast last week a little bit because we were obviously recapping – your last day that last night together at the fantasy suites were prior to that. And I was trying to see both sides. And and I will say, like, Serena and I got a lot of criticism because I feel like people think it's so black and white. Like people wanted to be either Team Susie or Team Clayton. And and that's not always the case, right? Like we we are trying to look at your relationships and your season as a whole objectively. And so you know, me being Both on The Bachelor and as Bachelorette, I could see both of your points of view. I could see both sides of being broken up with and being the one to break up with somebody. And it's a lot. And there's so much scrutiny that goes into, especially for you, Clayton, every single action decision you make, like it is heightened because you have millions of people watching you. And dating on TV is always hard. We, I'm sure you guys are experiencing that now. And And to be quite honest, it's probably going to be hard for a while, unfortunately. It's great that you two have each other and are happy now, but it will be tough. And so how do you think moving forward, you two are going to be able to support each other in the public eye and dealing with all of that scrutiny and people's comments and criticism? I think, yeah,
4: I think we're both... I think the only, the only comments I see that I agree with are the ones that say Clayton, you know, had every right to explore these relationships. And Susie had every right to, you know, walk away and like people who are respecting both sides, those are the only ones where I'm like, that's like spot on. And that's how we feel. We both felt that we, we both were valid and, um, we don't like we, it's really hard right now to see everybody, um, basically taking sides because we're like, they don't know we're together. So people are taking mm-hmm. sides and they're splitting and they're being divisive and they're like claiming these absolutes. And we are, we we're four months past it and, yeah. um, we're together and we, and we both see each other's perspective and we both have given each other grace where we need where we've needed to. And so I think, yeah, just, I mean, for me, I'm like anyone that supports me, like, just know, like I'm, I am, I would say, pretty picky. I think we're both pretty picky people when it comes to dating. Like we've, we have high standards and I would not be dating Clayton if he were a bad person or if he uh, were, you know, disrespectful when we had arguments, like I wouldn't stick around for that. I left him in Iceland. Like I wasn't afraid to say, no, I don't want to be in this relationship because I didn't know if it was good for me, but it is good for me. And so I guess for me, I just want to ask Anybody that is supporting me right now, just know that like I'm making this choice and it's best for me. So please support us together and support Clayton as well. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, really well said. I, at the end of it, I mean, again, I've faced a ton of heat just from the start, just for for even accepting the role. And so it's, I've kind of just been used to this and I hope that through us being together, this doesn't bring a lot of heat on her. Um, You know, I do expect there to be some, blowback back because people are gonna be frustrated that she took somebody back like me. But the fact of the matter is, is that again, those people making those comments and assumptions don't know who I am. She does, my loved ones do, her loved ones do. Like, and they are very much supportive of us as, as a team. And so uh, that's what I think I keep telling myself and that's what we keep talking about is at the end of it all, if you're not, if you're not supporting us as a team, if you're not supporting us, we're happy. Our loved ones are all supportive. They see both sides. Uh, as everyone saw, my family was like, yeah, dude, you're, you're totally messed up. So I, again, just having them come in and say that, just it hit it hit me because I really didn't have anybody to turn to until that point and And had my parents straight up just be like, dude, you screwed up. And it was the best thing that could have happened for them to come in at that point and say that because that's when it smacked me in the face. I was like, this is why I have you in my life because you as my family will tell me how it is and you guys don't hold me accountable. And they did. And so, you know, going forward, though, again, they're very supportive. They're very happy for the both of us. And we're going to face criticism. You can't keep everyone happy. I've clearly learned that <laughs> this entire way. Uh, and so we won't, won't be able to. But I do believe people will see that what we have is authentic and that will, um, you know, have people start to, to cheer for us both. And the more that they get to see of our relationship, whatever we decide to show, uh, people will see that this is um, not something that was just built in two months, but we've had four months since the show. So you're talking about a half year of dating, and we now we get to go outside of here and date in the real world. And mm-hmm. we're gonna, we'll be, you know, we're going to be moving, moving in together, and giving that a fair mm-hmm. shot here soon. So moving in and and starting that chapter. So like really kind of picking things up and saying like, all right, like, let's see if we can, you know, if we live together, like that's the next step. Let's see how this goes. And there's no telling. We both know that relationships require work. But at the end of the day, we know this is the next best step for us to see if this is actually something that'll be long-term.
1: That's so exciting. And you know what, Clayton, I did not mean to giggle, but it almost is humorous when you said, I've been getting criticism just for accepting the role as bachelor, (laughs) like right from the beginning. And Mm -hmm. it really is mind boggling to the extent I mean look you've made mistakes every lead has made mistakes I do feel like you have gotten an extreme amount of criticism this season and it is sad to see people take sides and teams and not just be like you know everyone's entitled to their opinion about the show and like analyzing it but like you guys are together like you are a team together like it's not Clayton or Susie like It is Clayton and Susie now, and I'm excited for the world to be able to see that and you guys to be able to openly share that and support one another. Because at the end of the day, like all it comes down to is your happiness and what is the right decision for you. So I think people being able to see you guys together and like see the love you have will hopefully ease it up because um, mm-hmm. obviously like we've all been there we've all gotten hate and it's just never an easy thing to go through but I want to yeah. touch on your family because obviously we saw Susie go in for the firm handshake when she met them just a nice <laughs> little throwback to her
0: entrance <laughs> I, yes
1: I loved it so much firm handshake
0: um, me at the first half the limo you firm handshake me as well yeah, go-to.
1: I know. That's why I was laughing. I was like, Susie, back at it again. with
3: the hand She's consistent. She is
0: consistent. Establishing dominance. That's
3: embarrassing.
1: <laughs> no, it was great. Um, so can you tell us, you know, have you met each other's families? How has that gone? I mean, Clayton, was your family shocked?
0: Uh, yeah, so we've both met. Well, obviously, I went to her hometown, so I, I met her family in person. We've also since talked on Zoom and vice versa. She's met my well, technically she's met my family as well on the show. And then uh, and then we've talked on Zoom as well. And yeah, my family was absolutely shocked. I can't remember, I think I withheld it from my mom for a little while because my mom, uh, I love her to death, but my, I, I can't tell her, I tell her to keep a secret and that thing is out of, out of her mouth in the next, the next <laughs> 20 minutes. So um, now she's gotten a lot better with that. But I, I think I held back a little bit also because when she first reached out, I didn't want to jinx it. I didn't want to like go tell everybody and get everyone's hopes up just like, and and get, including my own, just to be like, Oh wait, after a week of talking, we realized we don't want to continue this. So I Mm -hmm. kind of kept tight lips about it, talked to my brothers and told them and they were like, all right, you know, they were like, that's really great. We're happy for you, but just be careful. And, uh, (laughs) and so, (laughs) I mean, because again, like they knew that how, how shattered I was you know, from like the whole experience and how they're like, okay, really, you've kind of, you kind of had your closure when she left you and now you're about to open the wound back up so it it really they were just at that point like all right we'll see where this goes because they were as shocked as i was to see her reach out Uh, but now of course i mean we've been on so many zooms uh we're like facetimes with them and and just you know it's like we're all hanging out virtually and and they're all excited to meet her in person so everyone's pumped at this point
3: yeah Mm -hmm. good well I'm excited to see all of that unfold. Um, I want to ask you, and I want to take it back a little bit. Dude, I have so many questions. I'm going to be all over the place, just to warn you. But I'm trying to put myself back in your position because I feel like how you two ended things kind of reminds me of how I ended things with Thomas. Like, we left the Beaches of Paradise broken up. And then I, like you, Susie... Went back, you know, reached out to Thomas to see, you know, like, could this work? Like just testing the waters, if you will, like not putting any pressure on the relationship. Do you feel like how things ended in Iceland with the breakup? Obviously, you weren't engaged, so you didn't have the pressure of the ring and the engagement like in the back of your mind. Do you think that helped kind of restart your relationship and make you stronger because that pressure was off?
4: Yeah. I actually, I didn't know you guys left the beach together. I think it was, I think paradise was ending when we were filming stuff, So I didn't mm-hmm. really know that, but that's really cool. Um, I felt, yeah, I felt like I had to take a step away because I was afraid of accepting that rose and then being like, there's going to be pressure. I'm going to put pressure on myself to stay with plate. Yeah. Not, not necessarily the show or the fans or anything, but I know myself and if I accepted that rose in Iceland, I would be, I would be like there, I just knew I was going to have pressure to stay with Clayton through, you know, AFR and, and whatever. Like I just, I know myself and I was like the only way I can protect myself. And honestly, our relationship now is to step away and, and do what i have to do we had to heal from things that happened in iceland we had to take time to like move past things and yeah i think Mm -hmm. the lack of pressure that i was going to put on myself or that anybody from anywhere was going to put on me yeah i felt i felt like i had to do that and i do think i feel really confident in where we're at today and that we're here because we both want to be here not because you know, we're waiting for the show or something like that. Like, I just, I I know myself. And I was like, this is the way I have to protect myself in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there wasn't pressure. Like, we didn't put pressure on ourselves in those first few weeks of talking to even meet up. We just kind of, we just talked until we, yeah, couldn't keep our eyes open every night. And, and that was like what we laid that the foundation for our relationship and the trust. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, that I needed it. I had to. Mm-hmm.
3: Listen, I get it. I was the same way. It's like, in a way you want to protect yourself, right? But if you're giving the relationship your all, you have to at some point be like, okay, we're either going to do this or not. But at least you know that, whether it worked out or not, you would still have that friendship. It's not like you had to go into dating right away and have, like, the show be like, are you together? Are you together? What's going on? And and so I think it's honestly, I totally understand. And it's, it, for me and Thomas, it was the perfect way to really jumpstart our relationship.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember FaceTiming Becca. Joe and I were FaceTiming Becca, like, a week after Paradise. And she's like, guess what, guys? I'm going on a date with Thomas
3: today. <laughs> like, <laughs> Somebody else, I yeah. it. Um, But, hey... Go ahead, Becca. No, no, no. Keep going. Keep going.
1: No, I was just going to say, like, it worked out for them. It was clearly working out for you guys. Everyone has, like, their own path in this journey. And... My question is going to be, and I was trying to find, like, a natural segue for this, but it's just not coming to mind. (laughs) Is there anything watching it back that you guys were surprised about? Whether it was about, like, an interview moment or, like, watching your relationship? Because, like, I feel like there were so many moments that you guys had together, but then also where you were, like, separated. Like, Susie watching with his family. Like, what surprised you the most watching it back? Hmm. What do
3: you
0: think? If we're just talking about us towards the end there, as far as just how it all unfolded, uh, really something that surprised me, but it was good for me to see, because again, it taught me more or less life lessons. Was I remember thinking when we had our breakup? I remember going, stepping aside when she, when we we took a moment uh, and separated. Uh, before we, I went outside and then we came back together. But I remember thinking after that night, like, wow, she was so cold. Like she didn't even try. She didn't feel, she didn't, she didn't care at all. Like she just seemingly was like ready to dip. Like she came in, set her piece and then bounced. And that was the way that I remembered it. And as I watched the show back, it was the farthest thing from that. She was you know, crushed. She was crying. She was struggling. Uh, Certainly some of the stuff was off camera that I didn't see, but even when she was speaking to me, watching it back, I realized like, oh my gosh, she actually really was bothered by this and was hurt and was trying to make sense of it. And it just went, it just went to show me that I had become, I got so deep in that environment that I couldn't even see the emotions from her face because I was so shocked that she was shocked at what I had told her that I was just, I couldn't see her side of it. And I, and so much so that I couldn't even, I, I remembered her having different emotions than what she did. And it was a shock, but it was something that I really had realized that I'm like, when you allow emotion to creep in instead of a ra- rationale and you start allowing that to be the base of your decisions, that can cause you to even see people in a different light as far as how they're expressing themselves. And that was a big life lesson for me to realize that I need to make sure in those moments, whenever I do get emotional, that I do step away, take time because if I can't even read someone at that point and their true emotions, then I'm not, I'm in no place to be able to have a productive conversation.
3: Mm-hmm. Well said. I, is I really well said Clean And this is something that I wish everyone could recognize and appreciate about you is, I mean, listen, we've all made mistakes. No one in your position has done it the right way. It's, It's really just learn as you go. And for as much criticism as you've received, you've also been, I would say, one of the most self-aware bachelors that we've had, that you know where you make your mistakes, you know where you would have done things differently, and you fall on your sword and you recognize that and hold yourself accountable, which I really appreciate. I feel like it's very tough, especially for someone like me who's very stubborn. That's very tough to do all the time. And so I do appreciate that from you, is you... Call yourself out. You hold yourself accountable, and I think that's so important.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think what what people see why is because it's it's really because my parents. I mean, they're incredible parents, but you people saw it. My dad's no BS. That's Mm -hmm. that's the way he raised me. And so, uh, you know, take accountability when you need to, and just accept the fact that you're not perfect. That's something that is again, my dad always instilled to me was, uh, you know, no, don't make these excuses. Just when you when you screw up, learn from it. And uh, again, the, this is blunt accountability, I think that should show people why I can just sit here and just say, you know what? Yeah, I can take this responsibility because that's all. Growing up, my dad was like, no, no time for excuses. Like you own it. You're a man. Be a man. So, uh, I have nothing to thank my parents for that. They certainly did an incredible job raising me and my two the best they could.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think the accountability chills. is definitely a lot harder than people give credit for. Mm-hmm. And I know that your mom specifically was having a lot of difficulty hearing all the criticism that was thrown your way. And I know that never gets any easier, but your parents
2: are about to get a lot of love. <laughs> they yes.
1: are definitely
0: about to get a lot of love. I will say as that. Good, as they yeah. should. I mean, I as just, uh, its again, it's like, that's my dad. It's hilarious. His little catchphrases or whatever you want to call them. I i just, it just cracks me up because he'd always say things like that growing up. Uh, Gemini Christmas, he'd say all these different things that I remember like from my childhood. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's the real, my parents are real. They're yes. not, there's, there's no, nothing scripted about either of them. And they both. Um, you know, I saw when they showed up, I realized I could just see it in their face. I was like, okay, well, this perspective that you couldn't see, uh, it's pretty clear to people that you love and trust can't see your side of it. So, uh, you should probably reevaluate how you've, you know, are going forward at, at this point. And, uh, yeah, they deserve all the love because listen, they've had a hard enough time raising three, three boys. <laughs> <That's a laughs> oh, my
3: worst fun. nightmare. Three <laughs> boys. God, <laughs> they're paying for a lot of difficulty in
1: that household. Exactly. <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> okay, speaking of criticism, and and I still want to – I have, again, so many questions for the both of you that we'll still get into, but I need to ask this because – and this is something that uh, when we're doing our recap, we touch on is uh, these last two episodes, if I'm going to be honest, were difficult to watch. And again, like I understand really kind of everyone's mindset in every moment because I've lived through it all, so I try to be empathetic and – you know, see all sides of things. But one thing that I think hurt just as a woman. And if I was watching, you know, if I, if these were my girlfriends on TV, if these were some of my best friends, it would be really tough and hurt a bit. um, Was, was the last day. Oh, I don't even know if it was last day. The last moment that you had with, and I don't want to bring up the other girls. I'm sorry, Susie, but with Gabby and Rachel, when you ended things with those two, what, What brought you to that moment uh, to break up with them both at the same point? Because for me personally, I would have wanted to just do it, I think, separately, because if you did have strong feelings and you were falling in love with both of them, I think they deserved the respect to have separate conversations and the time dedicated to them being able to ask questions and like really have that closure. Um, So again, and time is very strange in the world of Bachelor. I I get that, too. But what was going through your mindset and to do it in the way that it all went down?
0: Yeah, uh, again, I think as I've seen it now, it's it is something that I probably should have went about it the other the other way. But uh, after the first time that I went, you know, the the uh, rose ceremony from hell or whatever you want to call it, when I when I first broke that news to them about being uh, or with Susie and what all that had occurred with her, uh, I saw how the two of them reacted uh, or they were, you know, they were distraught, but then towards the end, as I was handing out the, the final two roses, they were you know, holding each other, consoling each other. And they seemed to be together, like really them being together in that moment seemed to be beneficial and kind of helped, uh, you know, take some of the blow out of uh, all of the, you know, the, the severity of that or, or the, how tough it was. It kind of seemed like they were able to lean on each other. And so after that point, when I realized I was going to break up with the two of them, uh, and I needed to do that in order to uh, fully pursue Susie. I went back to that moment in my head and I thought, well, they, in that moment, the last time you did this, they were there for each other. They were hugging each other. They were um, you know, just re- like reassuring each other that they were both there in it together and it was tough. And I kind of thought that is what my th- hope was, was that they could console each other. And then once they wanted to talk to me individually, we could step aside and talk privately it was just my thought. Again, I didn't, it's, I didn't know, I didn't really know which way was the best way to do it. Cause I've never dated multiple women at one time, nor will I ever do that again. But I, I was like, okay, it seems like you, those two could maybe be there for each other in that moment. And that was what my thought was, was this could be helpful, I guess, since it's going to be a lot to, to tell the both of them, hopefully they can be there at the end and, and at least soften the blow a little bit if they're together. And I mean, again, that was my thought, but it doesn't mean it was right.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm actually so glad you asked that Becca because I had the same question it just didn't make any sense to me at the time I mean I, I figured there was like you had reasoning for making the decision but I could not figure it out or understand why you had made it so it is interesting to hear what your thought process was making that decision would you make the same decision again looking back or no
0: no I mean I would surely certainly like pull them aside and, and do it individually Uh, yeah, I mean, I would have done it differently, but I, I just, my, that was my thought process was they could be there for each other and it would make it a little bit easier to, to process and handle. And I, that was my thought, but again, that was, I mean, that it was right.
3: Yeah. You live and you learn again, everything is 2020 in hindsight. One thing actually that this wasn't even on my thought until we started talking about this, but, um, we've seen leads in the past tell multiple women they love them. You know, I think it started with Ben Higgins. We saw uh, uh, on our season of The Bachelor, he did it. Um, Pilot Pete did it, I, if I'm blanking on anyone else. But, I mean, it's it seems like now it's kind of a consistent thing. Do you wish, looking back, that you never expressed that you were falling in love or loved anyone until the very end if it was one woman standing
0: yeah, You know, the what if game is so challenging because uh, I just I don't even know, again, with all of this, it's like, how, what's the right way to handle being in love with three people? Like, do you wait till the very end uh, and withhold those emotions? I mean, in a way, uh, you know, I had fallen in some capacity for Serene as well, and I never told her. And I don't know. Again, it's like, was it better off for her to be able to recover? Not like knowing that I never even told her that I never gave her that. And so she didn't know until she probably watched it back. But uh, I just I don't know. Again, it's like I could have waited till the end. But my fear was, is that the way when Serene taught me a lesson when she said is, you know, is the reason why you sending me home because of how I because of the, the feelings that I expressed and uh, of being falling in love with you. And that moment, it really felt like she was invalidated. And because of that, I thought, well, if these other women don't know where I'm at, they're going to maybe start feeling invalidated and, and wonder, OK, I need to start putting my walls back up because we're nearing the end of this all. And I have no idea where he's at. And there's certainly no way i can accept an engagement i mean i knew i there's no way that i could just get to the final day and be like hey i get down on a knee and be like well you haven't heard this yet but i love you and i want to engage with you just that hey would, that's
3: what i did
0: well okay <laughs> and
3: it worked it worked for me for a little bit but okay, right, well,
0: <laughs> yeah, okay so again, <laughs> i just thought it was better to like make sure that there were no surprises if to, when if i were to get down on a knee and, and have someone be like you're getting down on a knee like i didn't even know you loved me and so uh, and as I saw like when I told you know Susie, she was shocked. she's like oh, I didn't know that's how you felt and mm-hmm. it was and it, it was a lot and I just felt that again I should tell these women as soon as possible because if realistically I'm gonna get engaged to one of these women at the end of it I like been, I cannot be telling them the day of that just that just seems like a lot to process and I'm sure that they will have if I didn't tell them until that point they would have put their walls up this is the way that I, I saw it so, I saw no other way around it other than to tell them all.
1: Watching you at Women Tell talk to Serene and say exactly what you've kind of um, expanded upon about how she taught you a lesson. I did watch that and kind of go like I was like, I think I know where Clayton's head is going to go. And I think he's going to just completely open up. And I remember thinking he's got three women. And one of those women is like at least one of these women is probably going to have a tough time with that and then right into the next episode (laughs) we see it unfold but I mean it really is and like you two can both understand what I'm saying like it is such a weird world and what is normal outside of it is not normal inside of it what is normal inside of it is not normal outside of it so like trying to navigate it it's, it is difficult. So like, I give you both credit for like owning up, you know, Clayton, owning up to your mistakes and both being able to support one another and be here today. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I really appreciate that. And I just hope that most people do give us grace, because again, I think people see these things. And I've absolutely I made mistakes. But there's times where I've read different or I've heard different opinions, and people say, it's common sense. Why would you do this? I was like, what is common about dating 30 women? Like (laughs) nothing
3: is common common about that. So (laughs) I was like a
0: lot of people that are, you know, they're they're, like the keyboard warriors that talk about how I would have done this. It's like, all right, you would have done that one. Right. But what else would you you have done everything else perfectly? Mm -hmm. And again, that's where I think people I'm like, just give everybody grace. Not just me as the bachelor, but give all previous bachelors grace. I even was on the outside, not really having watched a ton of the show prior but I had heard the outcome of some of these other bachelors and I was like, Ooh, that dude, what was he thinking? Like that guy needs to, you know, he needs to grow up. But then I've now, since I've been on this side of it, I was like, Oh, it's really, really, really challenging to be in this position. Mm -hmm. And I think it requires a tremendous amount of grace. And the people that are the most understanding are the ones that also went through the same thing. Every bachelor, bachelorette I've talked to is so understanding. And we're all in this same boat where we're like, we know how strong we are mentally because it takes so much to be able to navigate through this and no way no there's no way you can do it perfectly some have done it better than others, absolutely but Uh, But it's a lot. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, I just I would say for every bachelor, not just me and bachelorette, like give them grace because it is so hard to date multiple people. There's a reason why people don't do that.
3: (laughs) No, it's it's so funny. And I'm sure you've gotten this is people are like, oh, you were able to date 30 women. That's so fun. Like, I wish I could do that. And realistically, when people say that, I cringe because I'm like, no, like it's not as glamorous and fun as it seems. I mean, We saw with your group of women, especially at the beginning with all the drama go going down. It's it's very difficult it's very taxing emotionally physically mentally spiritually all the things it's it's a lot luckily i will say this um and you you two are in such a good spot. I want you to be able to savor this moment and like soak in this, your sport for one another, because it will be tough outside of all this for a little bit. But the the silver lining is that Bachelor Nation has a very short attention span and there's always a new season coming. There's always a different contestant doing something to take the focus off. So it might be tough for a while, but eventually as people start to see you two now in the real world and, and showing off your relationship and your love and support for one another, people will rally behind you and begin to love you and support you in in such new different ways that'll be very special and I think I'm hoping that'll come for you um as as a team and, and for the other women too on your season as well um I want to jump all over the place right now because Susie I have to ask you this because it keeps crossing my mind okay so taking it back to Iceland okay um that last <laughs> week was weird. We keep <laughs> taking it I'm back to Iceland, over... but reality, like, we've never left Iceland. That's literally, awesome. yeah, yeah, so much has happened. But, okay, and you've seen the show. You kind of know how it works. So, basically, you two break up of four fantasy suites. Then Jesse comes into your room and says, hey, you should talk to Clayton. You go, and I'm pretty sure you were very shocked to see Clayton's family there. Had that quick conversation. But then the last day, because you, I'm sure you met with our favorite person, Carrie Fettman. He styled you on that last day. I'm assuming you knew Clayton was going to propose, correct? (laughs) Correct. So what did you think you were going, like, getting I all didn't know Clayton
1: was going to propose.
3: I was like, what's, where did this ring come from?
1: As yeah. a viewer. <laughs> I mean, don't get what? me wrong. It was stunning. Like, someone hold on to that. But I was <laughs> shocked when you whipped out the ring. <laughs>
3: well, what yeah. was going through your mind that last day as you're getting your gown on, your, you have the beautiful jewelry, you're doing your makeup, your hair. Like, what did you think you were walking into? Honestly,
4: I feel so naive to say this because, yeah, I have seen this show. I've been watching for, like, three years now. And I did not know I was walking into even a rose ceremony. Like, I know that sounds crazy. I didn't know that there was going to be a final rose at that point. Like, I was just so – I think I was in just this crazy state of mind at that point where I was, like, just focusing on, like, I need Clayton to know that I care about him. I need him to know how much he means to me and that this, you know, isn't easy for me. I need him to be able to say every I was like thinking about the the relationship aspect that yeah, it felt it feels silly now because I got to wear actually that was the gown that I picked out if I were going to get engaged. Mm -hmm. And Earlier in the week, I remember putting that gown on and having this fear, and I, and I said, I was like, I feel like I'm not going to get the chance to wear this gown, and like I think this is, I, I felt like it was coming to an end, and it was like this moment of like just deep sadness for me where I was like, I'm just so afraid that I'm not going to be the one at the end of this. And, but I had picked that gown out for that moment thinking that it was like going to be the gown that I potentially got engaged in. Mm-hmm. And then next thing I know, Jesse's at my door. I thought it was going to be Clayton when I heard a knock and, yeah. um, we were just going to talk and like, maybe, you know, just end on a better note or something. Like I didn't know what to expect. Um, and then all of a sudden, yeah, meeting Clayton's parents, they, yeah, they asked me to come meet Clayton and, um. I was happy to come in and say hi to them and stuff. Obviously, like I know how much they meant to him, but I was like, oh, well, it's not, not the best way to meet somebody's parents. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, I just, I thought, I knew I was walking into something, a conversation, a really glam conversation. But until I walked in and saw the rose sitting there, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like, this is the last rose ceremony. <laughs> like, I just, it sounds so silly to say because I understand
1: that the show, but it, I didn't know what I was walking into. It really doesn't sound silly at all, to be honest. Like, I think my mindset would be identical to yours because at that point they had lost any form of typical structure. And like, especially with you, like you had left, but you were obviously still there. Like I had to go through that as well. And then you chatted and you had like a meet the family, but you didn't. So like, I think my thought process would have been like. Oh, what is going on I didn't know I was walking into this but I do want to ask <laughs> you um so I am curious to know because you mentioned saying going into your fantasy suite date with Clayton there was a sense of like I don't feel like I'm gonna get to wear this dress mm-hmm. and I am just curious to know further insight into like your mindset going into that date. Because I did say in the last podcast, and please correct me if I'm totally off base here. Also, I do want to call myself out. I did say Team Clayton in the last episode, and Susie, I want to apologize to you for saying that because I don't want you to think I'm in any way saying I'm invalidating your feelings. Team Clayton. Um, I'm the <laughs> there. Uh, well, we love uh, you both. Team, Team Clayton. Susie and Clayton. Yeah, Clayton, but can hall. you Clayton. can you give Clayton <laughs> a I <gosh>? love it <laughs> um can you just give more insight because I'm really curious into your mindset going into the evening portion of your date and like sitting down like hearing Clayton tell you he's in love with you like just can you walk me through everything that that was going through your mind in that first kind of half before things took a a dark turn
4: yeah I think I mean I'll try to be as quick as I can with it because it's probably so much but going into fantasy suites Um, yeah, that week I was like, I just can't fathom. I I never, ever imagined that he would be in love with all three of us. That was not something that ever crossed my mind. I, and as you guys know, from being on the show, you talk through every scenario that week, you you know, you sit down and your interviews and you, you talk through every possible scenario for a long time. So I, in my mind thought I was like, okay, I've hit every scenario I've talked this, I've, I've expressed, you know, what what I feel going into this. And yeah, I felt like going into that night, I was like, okay, either Clayton is in love with me and he feels the way that I feel and we're about to walk out engaged or he's found it with somebody else. And, and I really had this mindset of like, he is like, he really is in a position where he can explore these relationships however he wants. But if he doesn't know that it's me, I am no longer I don't want to move forward. Like I want somebody who is going to know and maybe and genuinely like that might be too much to ask for that scenario. I really think it depends on the people. You know, Clayton had, we've talked about this. Gabby and Rachel are freaking awesome. Like, and you've he, he said it, like how do you not fall in love with them? I fell in love with them. Like I love both of them as people. They're incredible people. So I understand now it's like he had three amazing women at the end of it. And yeah, like he had every right to explore. And I, and I even knew that going in, I was like, yeah, like, this is a very real possibility, but if he doesn't know if it's that it's me at this point, like I can't endure this any longer. Like I need to take a step away for myself. Um, and yeah, now looking back, it's like, okay, like it is a lot to expect the lead to know at that final three. Um, but that was my hope. And that was my expectation. And going into that night, it's like, yeah, I just, I thought it was going to go one of two ways. It was either going to be you're it or maybe not you're it, but no, like, you know, I'm, I'm seeing this through and I want to, I want to pursue you. You're the person that I'm falling in love with, or I'm in love with. And, and then I would have continued forward, or I thought it was going to be you know, I think I've found
1: what I'm looking for with somebody else here. And I was like really at peace with either one of those. Would you really of- wanted like one or the other? Like you wanted yeah. it to be like all in on you or like, sorry, mm-hmm. you're not the one. That middle ground is like yeah. obviously the hardest part.
4: It's so hard. And I and I really felt like, yeah. And, and Clayton's even said, he's like, that's not the most like endearing thing to hear because yeah, you want somebody that's like, I'm gonna fight through this with you and I'm gonna stick this out for you. And I do like, look at that and I'm like, yeah, I can see how that's uneasy for somebody who's in his position. Who's got three amazing women at the end. And, um, so yeah, when the converse, when he said he loved me at first, I was like, Whoa, like that was <laughs> not what I was expecting to hear mm-hmm. right now. Like that just seemed to, like I was like shocked by that, mm-hmm. especially coming from my hometown date where I'd spoken to my mom and she was like, yeah, I asked him if he loved you. And he said, that he's just yeah, not there. And I was like, okay, like, I mean, maybe this is it. Like, maybe this is, I'm just not moving forward. And um, yeah, I feel like to an extent, I was there for a long time. I was the first hometown, the last fantasy suite. So I had a lot of time to think through everything and, um, and get in your head, get in my own head. So mm-hmm. when the conversation became that he was in love with all three people, I was just like, yeah, just, totally shocked and yeah. I couldn't have prepared myself for that scenario at all. I never thought that scenario.
3: Do you think it was also so much of a shock because you three women are incredible. I will say like I would some of the top three we've seen on, on any season, but you're all so, so different. So was that kind of hard to wrap your mind around? Because if Clayton's telling you he loves you, but then he also told these other two women, he loves them, too. You're like, well, what does he want? Because we're, we're all so different. So what is he looking for? Is that where A lot of the confusion and shock was, too.
4: I, I guess I hadn't really thought. Of, of it that way specifically but now looking at it yeah i
3: think i guess oh, what no, I did... don't let me put that in your brain then <laughs> 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 no, oh, shit.
4: no, i actually will say going into that week i know like the girls and i had a lot of different conversations in our little suite in iceland and uh one of the conversations that we that we had yeah i think i said i was like we obviously all have strong connections there's no doubt in my mind we all have a strong connection and I think at this point, it's kind of about compatibility because, you know, you go into fantasy suites and you can ask, like, are you willing to move? Are you like, I, I need to be by my family or like, you know, my job is here and I have to have I have to have support for this. And you can ask all of those questions uninterrupted and get all the answers. Um, so I think at that point, I was like, this is not necessarily about like there's no one who doesn't have a connection, but maybe it's about compatibility. And so I did, yeah, I looked at all three of us and I'm like, yeah, we are very different. and We all have very different expectations of where our, what our lives are going to look like. So
1: I considered that for sure. Mm -hmm. I have two like quick specific follow-up questions for Susie. So my first question is, do you feel like when you sat down at the table, did you feel like, you'd obviously run through every scenario. Do you mm-hmm. feel like the most likely scenario was he was going to say you're the one or you're not the one? Because mm-hmm. I mean, I think the doubt creeps in a lot during that week. Yeah. And then my second mm-hmm. question was, I don't even know if this is some like a thought you've entertained, but like if Clayton had sat there and been like, I I don't know who it's going to be, but like, I haven't said I love you mm-hmm. to anyone. I haven't been intimate with anyone. What how do you think that might've changed things?
4: Yeah. So the first, the first question being, um,
1: wait, what was the first one? It was- so when you <laughs> sat down, um, what was your like most likely hypothetical most likely. outcome?
4: Um, I think I was hoping that I was hoping for Clayton to, to be like, no, I, you know, I've protected our relationship or whoever's, even whoever's relationship it was like, I feel like at least for me and everyone's different, like Gabby and Rachel, but we all felt different about Fantasy Suites. We each had a different opinion on them. And that's like, to each of us, we're allowed to have those feelings. Um, But yeah, I, I had hoped that I would sit down and it would be like, you're crazy. And you look like an idiot now. Like you've been crying on screen for a whole week, Susie. Like in my mind, I was like, I hope I just like look like an emotional wreck for no reason this whole week. Like I was hoping for that to be like my experience, but I think I did have that fear creep in. And I was just kind of like, I I feel like he's found this with somebody else. Like, I just feel like it's not me. I just, I convinced myself that it wasn't me. And I, yeah, I think that's how I thought it was going to go. But my hope was that it would be the other way. And um Oh, yeah. If he had said, yeah, if he had said, you know, I haven't told anybody that I love them, I haven't taken those relationships to the next level. I'm just like, you know, moving forward, trying to figure out what's best. I, I would have continued because I think that's where those conversations really come into play of like the deal breakers that you can. You can talk about in um, fantasy suites that are off camera, like anything that might be like a major red flag that you don't necessarily want to say on camera, but you need to have a conversation with Mm -hmm. that person about. So, yeah, I would have absolutely moved forward because I think at that point, it's, I think it'd be more of like, okay, that's where the compatibility comes in.
3: Right. Okay, well, speaking of moving forward, I want to know what's in store for the two of you. Clayton, I know you mentioned that you two are moving in together, but do you know where, when, anything that you can share with us?
1: We're moving out of Iceland,
3: guys. We got to okay. that point of the interview. I, out, Congratulations. out of Iceland. Congratulations. Yeah. You made it. We never need to go back to Iceland.
0: <laughs> we don't. <ready>. <laughs> um yeah no i i think for me going into this whole experience i stepped away from my job and sold my condo and just uprooted myself so that i could really make this is have the best chance at like having a, a lasting relationship from this uh whole experience and so with that uh um, yeah we're moving into virginia right away like right Woo! wow <laughs> to virginia. Uh,
1: congratulations
3: <laughs> yay yeah. They so. say Virginia's for lovers. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, Susie, okay. we went to Virginia on my season and I had so many shirts and like koozies <laughs> that said Virginia is for lovers that I'm gonna ship them all to the two of you. Wait, is <laughs> oh that a real God. thing?
1: Susie that's didn't that. just make that up right no, now. No, that's their it's yeah. their motto.
3: It's like a no state slogan. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my gosh,
1: that's so funny. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah, so we're, so we're doing that. And then, uh, just cause again, I think it makes the most sense to, if you really find out if a relationship can work once you move in with somebody. And, uh, <laughs> so we just feel like, Hey, like, like, let's do this. Like, let's, let's, let's find out. And, uh, so we're doing that. And, and then we'll, uh, yeah, we have some exciting things coming up. I'll, we'll, I'll move straight there and then we'll go back, uh, to Scottsdale to grab all of my stuff out of my apartment with my brother. And then we're going to do a road trip across country, probably a ten oh. day trip. We'll hit, we still haven't picked out final locations, but we just want to be able to go across, do a road trip, have that experience together, and start building these new memories.
1: That's I awesome. Love that. And you mm-hmm. know what I will say is, it's gonna get maybe a little harder right after the finale, and then I promise you it gets easier. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe we'll send like Thomas streaking through LA or something to like take like the <laughs> attention <laughs> off you guys for a minute. But after going through such hardship on the show and being tested f- while filming after while it's airing i it's very hard to come by a challenge that is as difficult as this one so if you can make it through mm-hmm. like it is truly a test to your relationship like i have said time and time again joe and i have never experienced still anything as hard as going through paradise and if you can get through this like I don't want to say you can get through anything, but like your chances are pretty good. But it will um, make you
3: stronger if it hasn't already.
1: Yes. Yeah. So my question is, do you guys, have you talked about or created any sort of strategies or plans on how you plan to handle, I mean, you will get love, but like any criticism coming your way kind of moving forward?
4: We haven't really set a plan or, or discussed like, oh, how are we going to navigate this specifically? Yeah. Um, I've kind of, we both have kind of taken a hiatus this week because I know right now, which is great. And I'm so grateful for all the support. Like so many people are commenting and and sending me messages of support, but I know that those people are going to be like shook in a couple of days when we walk out together. Um, So I, yeah, it's, I'm expecting a a turn of the tide for myself. Um, But I just, yeah, I mean, I feel like, even just taking a step away from my phone this week has been really good for me just to because i don't want to see that either because a lot of people are supporting me but it's bringing clayton down and it's like you can support both of us and acknowledge that we could we can both acknowledge that we made mistakes we can both acknowledge that we could have done better and we have had the conversations that we need to have so i mean i'll probably try to utilize my social media to explain that in, in, in a sense of like if you support me then support us because it's it's only going to make things harder for us individually and together if you don't yeah yeah,
0: yeah I, I think the biggest thing we just we're both very rational she's more rational than I ever thought she would be and it's great but we have like we have these tough conversations and we've had them all throughout the season as we've watched it back and uh real relationship uh you know Kind of conversations that not all of them are 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 pretty, but what's great about it is the two of us uh, can talk through these things, and we have these three four hour conversations sometimes, saying like, "What is best for us?" And we've had multiple conversations like that, and we always grow. We're always a little stronger afterwards. We all our connection becomes that much stronger because we can attack anything head on. I mean, nothing is off limits as far as the second one of us sees the other one struggling. Uh, as long as we're ready to talk about it, it's like, hey, let's sit down and talk. And we've had so many of those conversations. And so I do agree, Serena, like with what you said. I and I've I've even echoed the sentiment to, to her. Just I said, you know, I think if not to say we that everything from here on out will be easy, but if everything that we've went through uh, beyond this point should it should not be nearly as challenging. Uh, now there will be, there will be, yes, I mean, immediate blowback. And I think to that at the end of the day you just have to understand that where is it coming from and you realize it's coming from people that don't know you that don't know each other that are probably projecting their own anger and insecurities uh, based off of what they don't like about their own life and so you just realize it's unnecessary i mean i think at the end of the day people should see that yes this was a very wild way to find love but like i think it goes to show like if you fight for what you want and you follow your heart no matter what you face, all the adversity, you can make it through. And if two people love each other that much, they can make it through anything. And I think that's the, that's what the story is about. Um, you know, and and certainly we wish we would have both done things better. But at the end of the day, that's what it is. And if people can't see that as love and they still want to be angry about it and upset, they have the right to feel that way. But it shouldn't impact us mentally. And I don't think it will um, because I think now we're a team. We're together. And there is no more separation and, and talking about one side versus the other so mm-hmm. either if people are all in that's great they can support us and if they're not all in they can say whatever they want but their words um really don't mean much to us anymore
3: yeah it's yeah. all the haters out there there's an age old adage that says fuck them you know <laughs> they're not <laughs> in your, not your relationship you so. <laughs> uh, like you. Well, oh, wait what did you think i was gonna say I don't know, but it wasn't that. <laughs> it wasn't that. I know. That was a
2: shock.
3: Um, Well, it sounds like you both have such a good head on your shoulders moving forward. I mean, if there's any advice that I can give you, and it sounds like you've already done this this week, is to just go off the grid for a bit. Go off of social media and just – there's going to be so much piling in that it's, it's always going to be there. Whatever. Just – take you know put the phones the computers whatever aside and just focus on you two i think a road trip honestly will be great a great little distraction for the both of you um a a really good way to continue to get to know each other what is one thing though because pretty soon you're going to be finally able to walk down the street in front of other people you're going to be able to hold hands you're going to be able to go to chipotle and it's the best feeling
1: like it really is such a good feeling
3: what are you most looking forward to like what's the first thing you two want to do together well i love going out to eat <laughs> I
0: love she keeps she, she saying she's like i'm gonna take you out to dinner I'm to treat my
4: man." It. yeah because yeah. Yeah, we're gonna be in virginia pretty soon after everything so there's a few spots at the oceanfront where i'm like oh we can go here we can have like a rooftop view and see the see the boardwalk and i i work part-time at a restaurant that's like it's kind of like a, a it's like a dive bar but it's like massive and so cool and it's like oh it's waterfront it's like it's just like super my vibe, and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to bring you there. Like, it sounds so funny, but I'm I'm excited to show him where I actually live now because he saw my hometown, but he didn't get to come to Virginia Beach. So I'm excited to show him all the all the hot spots.
3: Oh, you guys are gonna have so much fun! That's truly really yeah. the best feeling is to be able to sit down across from one another, order a glass of wine, like, yeah. with people around you. I will say though, try to get like a private area if you can, because you will oh, get yeah. bombarded mm-hmm. at first. So if mm-hmm. you want <laughs> to really be able to enjoy that first night out together, maybe we'll get like yeah. a separate room, a separate table in the back, something. Yeah, um, yeah. we'll definitely have to make some requests. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. she can pull some strings, and she's uh, <laughs> yeah, works. Works there, so well, uh, <laughs> yeah. we're just excited. We're excited to do it all. Yeah, we're excited to just do the little things. I think yeah. that's everything that we can just do in public. Walk outside, walk down a boardwalk, get go, ice cream. go on a hike. Get ice. Well,
4: ice I
0: found out in, during these trips that I might be lactose intolerant oh. now. So, <laughs> oh
3: no, there's, there's the dairy-free stuff. There's pills for that yeah. too. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> but
0: just yeah, but just do all the fun stuff, the little things together. Just hike, bike, all these things that we love to do. Um, and now we get to do them, and we don't have to hide anymore. So that's that's pretty sweet.
3: Ah yeah. oh, Well, congratulations, you two. It's crazy, baby. Crazy. <laughs> um, okay, we are going to get into a game with you two. But really quick, we have to ask you this because obviously we do it on every episode. Overall, now that the season is done and you've lived air- it airing and all of the craziness, what overall has been both of your roses and your thorns? Ooh.
0: I mean, this is my I, rose. I was going to say I was, no. you, I was gonna say, She's my rose. Yeah. And um and my thorn is my thorn's clearly the way that I handled that night by far. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm. All right. Well, we'll leave it at that. I mean, best roses right there sitting in front of us. Um okay, so we're going to get into the happy couple game. Now that the world knows you two are together, we can finally celebrate. So we're going to play this game. It's basically rapid fire and um, you either have to answer Susie or Clayton with whatever we ask you. So to start, who is the better cook?
0: <laughs> we've done we've done no, couples you, cooking, but I kind of feel like I, I I have a slight edge. Yeah, a you, slight I'm edge.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. Who is more romantic?
0: She is by I far. You. Yeah. I need help on that one. <laughs> Somebody help
1: him. Send help.
3: <laughs> Susie's like, literally anyone, anyone help this man. He's like, I need the show dates back. Who is more stubborn? One, two, three. Susie. (laughs) All right. Who is the
1: messy one? One, two, three. (laughs)
0: She
3: knew. She knew before the answer came in. There's like water bottles. She leaves
0: water bottles all over the house. I'm the same
3: way, Susie. I am the same way. That is a
1: girl thing. I don't know why. Like one of my best friends has like 12 glasses scattered amongst
3: her home. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. That's
3: it, guys. Who's the funny one? One, two, three. I'll say Susie. Yeah. Susie, <laughs> I love how she poily <laughs> points to herself. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> who spends more money? One, two,
0: three. It's probably me, but you. You, yeah, you know, like she doesn't spend any money. She's so frugal. Yeah, I'm really not
4: that frugal, but I'm a wild woman.
0: Okay, I just
4: spend them on trips, so I just do it like you
3: know, I just prioritize the money. You're That's targeted good. spender. I get it. I get it. Uh, okay, who is the planner? One, two, three.
0: Again, I think we both aren't. Really, we just well, you like probably have not really
3: have we're to, spontaneous. So- yeah, yeah. I think we're
0: just spontaneous, both of us.
1: All right, who is more competitive? One, two, three,
0: me. you, <laughs> me, <like> <laughs> yeah. yes. it's the
1: athlete,
3: in you, the athlete, yeah.
0: I can't take that out of me.
3: Who takes up more of the bed? One, two, three, me. <laughs> really.
0: And I know so you're like half
3: his size, it's another girl thing.
0: She spreads out, pulls all the covers, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> I get it, I get it. It's
0: her domain. <laughs>
1: I'm a couple I'm a a cover uh, thief. why can't I speak a cover (laughs) thief too? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Who takes longer to get ready? One,
3: two, three. Susie,
0: but that's because it only takes me eight minutes. Yeah. yeah.
3: Takes me like eight. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like neither one of you are high maintenance, which I really appreciate. (laughs) (laughs) All right, last one. Who is always right? One, two, three. Susan. So <laughs> he, thinks, he thinks he's always right.
0: You guys are going to end on that one and get us to we're going That's going yeah, we we to be the first thing we talk about once the camera's shut down.
3: Queen, I'm going to give you some advice. The woman is always right.
0: That's why I said she's always right.
3: Yeah. <laughs> or in
1: my case, I let, let Joe think he's always right, but like, I know the <laughs> truth. You
4: <We> know <laughs> the truth within us.
3: We're like, what we're we doing here. Oh, oh man. You too. Well, congratulations. I know it was a wild ride, crazy time getting here, but we really are excited for you to see where, I don't even want to say this journey, just to see where now your life takes you. I mean, you've gotten through hopefully the worst, hardest part, and now you can just celebrate your time together in you know, normal, normal settings, normal world. So we're so thrilled for you both. We're always here. If you have any questions, need any advice to vent, um, please let us know. But thank you both for joining us.
1: Best of luck. All the advice you want is like, we can answer any questions to the best of our ability, but my best advice would just be to lean on each other communicate with each other just talk things as as much as possible and we are really rooting for you guys and wishing you the best we love seeing people find love on this show and we are really happy to
0: see you guys together today
3: yeah Yeah. as much as I love you I'm glad your season's done buddy
0: (laughs) I'm sure everybody is very much glad that it's done so I'm happy it's over as well trust me I'm right there with everybody else
3: Yeah, that was the fun part. So go enjoy it. I know you have a lot to do today, but go soak in these moments. Go have fun. Get out of here, you two. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, guys. Good to see you. Wow. We covered a lot with them, but I feel like I still could have had them on forever asking every little thing about every moment.
1: I could have happily broken down from episode one with them. I think we really (laughs) controlled ourselves by just sticking to Iceland. But truly, (laughs) I had so many questions Mm -hmm. that hopefully, you know the answer. Well, I guess we'll never get the answers now. I don't know why I'm saying maybe they'll come out. It's game over. Season's
3: done. <laughs> well, we'll we'll have um, a wine night with the two of them and, and get all the, the good juicy deets. There at we one go. Point. But there we go. You know, after everything, it was a lot. It was a very heavy end to the season. I'm glad to see them happy, to see them smiling. You know, at the end of the day, people can have their opinions on how the lead handled things or should have handled something. But you know, he's trying to find love and what fits for him best. And I feel like he's found that with Susie. So mm-hmm. I'm very excited to see them and, you know, kind of put put all of this behind them and move on. Because like we just said, the best for that best is yet to come for them. So I can't wait. Um, speaking of like sad endings, Serena, I have had such a blast recapping this entire season with you you have been such a gem to be doing the podcast with i'm so sad this is going to be our last episode together i'm so sad too we're gonna
1: have to have our weekly chats anyway because i'm gonna miss seeing your face every week on the podcast but I i want to thank you so much for having me this season i really had such a blast and i want to thank all the Happy Hour listeners for all your words of encouragement and accepting me onto the podcast. Hopefully I will be back to visit soon.
3: Yes. Well, you on you are welcome back anytime. Maybe we'll even have you in weekly for the fashion recaps when the next season picks up because you are a professional at that. We all know I am not. So <laughs> please come join us anytime. We absolutely loved having you. It was such a blast. I mean, I'm really going to miss you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and a huge thank you to Susie and Clayton for joining us i know it's going to be they have a lot of press to go through right now and it's going to be a lot for them so i appreciate them taking time out of their day but the biggest thank you goes out to all of our bachelor happy hour listeners thank you for tuning in each and every week and sharing your thoughts on this wild journey of a season um i'm just happy that you know we have a little break Uh, we can focus on like some life stuff for a while um but you know everyone have a glass of wine because it's time to celebrate
1: Absolutely. And make sure with that glass of wine, you hit us up on social. You can follow us at at Bachelor Happy Hour on Instagram. And from there, you will find everything that you need to know to follow us on Twitter and TikTok.
3: And Bachelor Happy Hour is available on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen. And you can listen ad-free by subscribing to Wondery Plus and Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app.
1: And for the last time, thank you, Becca. And thank you to all of our happy hour listeners. We will talk to you soon.
2: Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co parenting two young boys with her former partner, David.